louder than life. The biggest rock festival in America is back with the loudest lineup ever. Foo Fighters. Green Day. Tool. Avenged Sevenfold. Godsmack. Pantera. Queens of the Stone Age. Limp Bizkit. Plus, Weezer, Megadeth, Turnstile, Rancid, Falling in Reverse, 311, Pierce the Veil, Run the Jewels, Corey Taylor, Coheated Cambria, and so many more. 100 bands over four days in Louisville, Kentucky, September 21st through the 24th. Get your passes on sale now at LouderThanLifeFestival.com. Foo Fighters, Green Day, Tool, Avenged Sevenfold, Godsmack, and more. The biggest rock festival in America. Louder Than Life. What's up, everybody? This is Sam with Rowdy Alternative. Tonight, I'm here with Gannon Freeman of Gannon Freeman and CC Rev. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you, dude? I'm doing great, man. You've been busy where you awesome. are? No. Yeah, we've been pretty busy, man. We've been busy putting out. We're fixed to put out this new tune, so we've been after that. We've been we've been playing about every weekend lately. So yeah, we've been we've been going. Does it kick up a lot more during the summer? I'm sure. Sometimes it does. Uh, sometimes the lake slows you down a little bit. You know, everybody heads out to the lake. Uh, but um, for the most part, yeah, it's kind of hit or miss. But, yeah, yeah, it, it comes on in the summer. All right, right on, man. Um, I guess let's jump right into it, dude. So um, I guess I guess with you, uh, so where are you from? Uh, How did you get started with uh, playing music and writing music and everything? Well, I, um, uh, I'm, I'm from, uh, a town in South Oklahoma. It's called Walters. Uh, that's where I'm at. But I, I, uh, I started going to Stillwater when I was real young. Uh, we're big Pokes fans. And so I kind of fell in love with music up there. My whole family kind of plays and, uh, they all play and sing. So I got on, uh, kind of with them playing a little guitar here and there. And then what kind of, you know, was going up to Stillwater all the time and fell in love with the music scene up there. So I uh, uh, got started through that and then writing, uh, just listening to like Cody Cannon and Mike McClear and everybody write. That's, that's why I really, you know, kind of started playing was because I wanted to write. And uh, I don't really know how I got started writing. I guess I just did it. I guess, <laughs> you know, everybody in my family played and everybody in my family played and sang and they all kind of wrote and had bands and stuff. So I guess I just thought, thought it was kind of part of the deal if you were going to do it, you know. Yeah, so you said you play it. You started playing at Stillwater for the most part. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much where I kind of started. Uh, started getting to some open mics and stuff up there, uh, and and getting started and and started kind of meeting some people that that would start putting me in some spots I could play. You know. Yeah, I lived in Stillwater around twenty. I want to say twenty nineteen, somewhere around there, maybe twenty uh, twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. Uh, when did you like start to really hit the ground running there? 
Um, I don't know if I ever really hit the ground running. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was up there during that. Uh, they used to have, um, uh, you know, we played at the, the Union. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to have, you know, they used to do full bands and stuff in there, and we played down there. Um, and, there's, you know, Willie's open mic's been going on forever. Uh, so I've been there. Um, yeah, it was right around that time I was up there quite a bit playing, but like I said, I was just playing, you know, bars here, bars there, just doing whatever I could, uh, coming up whenever we could. So, right on. Yeah, it's a probably yeah. one of the best towns you could do that in Stillwater. That was it is man. The music scene there is insane. Like it is, yeah, yeah. It, it went away for a second, but it's kind of coming back. So, oh yeah, I mean that's how I've said it on here before. It's, I've sound like a broken record, but uh, yeah, like when I. First started, I started like listening to, like the Red Dirt stuff there, and like my my first concert, I guess, with that genre was uh, Reed Southall at uh, Tumbleweed. Which oh was, yeah, Tumbleweed. Yeah, Tumbleweed is I, I I miss it. That was such a cool venue, man. Yeah, Tumbleweed's awesome. Tumbleweed's awesome. They got calf fry and everything there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, calf fry is nuts. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got to we got to play calf fry. That was kind of cool, you know, kind of starting in the bars in town and then getting to come out and play calf fry. So that was that was cool. That was uh, two or three years ago. Okay, cool. Isn't when's it coming up? Ain't it in August? Or like right around when students come back? No, I think it's there? in. Uh, it's in. The, it's at the end of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's at the end, like May. I think it just just went on a few months ago. Oh, okay. I'm way off it. Yeah, I went uh, one year. It was, I believe, Turnpike headlined one night, and I think like Eli Young Band or something. It was definitely. A, oh yeah. I forget most of it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, so what about you? You and your band? How how'd you meet the guys? How'd that all go down? Well, uh, me and my bass player Wade. Uh, we were in the same class in school. We, but we, me and Wade went to Walters uh, together. Since I mean, I went, we went the whole time, both of us at Walters. So I grew up with Wade. And one night, um, I'd been playing a little bit, and Wade had been kind of going with me uh, to some shows and stuff. And they said, uh, "We need a." Uh, I was like, "Well, I need a bass player for the night," and we didn't. I didn't have a bass player at the time. And so I asked Wade, I'm like, hey, you want to play bass? And he was like, well, I, I don't know how to play bass. And I was like, well, that's okay. Uh, I'm like, we'll just teach you, teach you as you go. And he jumped on the bass that night. We had like a, a piece of tape taped to the back of his bass with uh, chords on it and stuff. And he played guitar. So okay. he kind of knew what was going on. And and, uh, and he'd mess with it, you know, a few times. And, and anyway, so we played that little show together. It was a benefit deal. And... Uh, we kind of took off like that, me and him, and then Tyler, my drummer, he's from Walters too. So we got him, and then Wade and Tyler were in a different band at the time, and they had uh, another guitar player that they played with in that other band. And once us three got on the same page, we were like, yeah, we need a cool guitar player. So they called him and had him come up from the other band and play, and we've been together ever since. Yeah, so you gotta explain to me what CC Rev means or stands for because I can't so, seem to figure it out. <laughs> well, well, our uh, our first show, we didn't really know. Like I said, me and Wade kind of started uh, more or less the band. We kind of started the band up. We didn't have we had a different name, but 
we kind of started the thing and and our goal wasn't really to go out and play it was just uh it was kind of more or less just play around town like we just wanted to play and and see where it went you know yeah so so we started um once we got tyler and travis on travis guitar player once we got them on um we decided that we'd need a name so we come up with uh we were at a show and they said what's what's y'all's name and we were like well we don't have a name right now like we just uh, we've been a band for like two weeks like we haven't dug out a name and so this guy that was there he uh announced us as cross county revenue <laughs> and we were like okay that's cool we'll go with it so we just said okay we'll be cross county revenue and we rolled with it um we put out an ep under cross county revenue and then we all decided, hey, we might actually want to do this instead of it be like a ragweed spinoff joke. I was about to name. say that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like a he just he just was like you know trying to just think of whatever, and that that's yeah. what he said. So we and we were like, yeah, whatever. So we decided uh, we we'd take it off there, but we didn't want to lose uh, the cross county revenue part of it. Right. So we just. CC Rev stands for Cross County Revenue. Just okay. It's yeah. It's more or less kind of you know just keeping it there, keeping it going, keeping the joke alive. Because yeah. I mean, because I mean, it's cool <laughs> that you you play your first show and you get you get a name from somebody that just announces that you know. So yeah, like just pulls it out of his ass like that. That's, yeah, I mean, you got to keep out it. Of his ass. Right, you can't just throw it away <laughs> like it was nothing. So yeah, that's that's what it is. So, uh, I guess, like, what are some, uh, when you guys first started, you mentioned uh, Mike McClure and uh, Cody Canada and everything. Or who were some of your, I guess, inspirations or people that you kind of looked up to when you were making music? When I first started, like I said, my whole family, um, they played insane. I got a cousin that's got some music out. His name is Bobby Dale, and he helped me get started a bunch. He helped me with things I needed. This whole band, you know, they, they were kind of the first ones to kind of bring us out um, down here where we had, you know, people that know us down here from the south. And then we were put, trying to play up in Stillwater. Um, mm. So that, they helped out a lot. And then, yeah, Cody Canada, McClure's always awesome. Uh, you saw those, all those Red Dirt guys that yeah. been writing forever and playing forever. Uh, there's a million of them. But, yeah, just – I would say like our biggest, our biggest influence as a whole, um, would be like just that Steelwater sound, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever's kind of going on in Steelwater, uh, we make sure we try to be there and, and, and kind of stick, I wouldn't say close to that, but, but make sure that we're part of it and, and, uh, no justice, another big one. Growing yep. up, we listen to a ton of no justice. Uh, yeah, all those guys that, that came up from there. For sure, big influence. Any rock guys? I know, like I've been binging a lot of your stuff, and like, there's definitely a big rock influence there. Man, I think, um, I think the rock thing is Tyler, our drummer. He's a he, he's a rock. He's a rock man. Yeah. And uh, Travis, he's a pretty big rock, pretty big rocker too. Me and Wade, we kind of ride in the middle. Uh, me and Wade are kind of a little bit more punk rock type. Okay. But uh, I think a lot of that just comes from from us us kind of coming together and finding a sound that we all like, you know. Yeah. Not necessarily a, a, a big rock influence um, for me that I can think of, but I know that it's in there. 
And I mean, it's cool. I like it, but I'm just saying, like, I think, I think it's like as a whole, the whole thing's influenced by rock. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's funny. You were, you're talking about like the Stillwater sound. I might as well call this podcast the Stillwater podcast because I've had <laughs> you, you're on now. I've had Matt Williams on. I've had some of, uh, some other guys. I'm having Trenton on tomorrow. And it's yeah. just like all we all just end up talking about Stillwater, <laughs> but um, yeah. uh, so like, can you? How do you explain that? Like to the best of your ability, like the Stillwater sound, like uh, the community. How would you explain that in your words? Man, there's when it, so whenever I kind of first started going up to Stillwater, um, I really like I wanted to be a big part of the Stillwater thing. Like I wanted to be in the Stillwater music, wanted to, wanted to play it, wanted to do it. And it was there. And then, like I said, it, it left for just a second. And I felt like there was nobody yeah. up there, uh, for a minute or two. And then here comes, you know, you know, White Flores, uh, Matt Williams, Trenton Fletcher, Josh Malloy, Reed, us, you know, we were all kind of up there. there. There was a minute there where there was a bunch of us up there or running around up there. And, uh, you, it's it's so much easier whenever you're not not associated with something like that to where like me and Trenton or me and Matt or me and whoever else, you know, every Senate we can all trade shows, put each other on shows and try to help each other out. And if you need something, you know, you can call those guys or, hey, come get on over here tonight or over there tonight. And it's so much easier. It's such an easier fight when there's six of you fighting for the same thing and everybody's got each other's back than it is uh, trying to fight for something by yourself if you if you weren't up there a part of it. You know, the Steelwater thing, that whole thing goes back, you know, I'm sure it goes back even further, but, uh, you know, like Cody Canada, whenever he'd go up there, you know, and, and it'd be him and Jason Bowen and Stone LaRue writing, you know, all and and all putting out songs and doing stuff together. It's a, it's a cool place to be, man. If you want to play music, it's a really cool place to be. There's a lot of... There's, so there's, you... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. There's a lot of... Uh, and there's a lot of people there too that that see the music side of things, and they come out and they support. You know, it's it's not a place where where you got to uh, where you got to play for nobody because uh, because you haven't played much. You know, people people will come mm-hmm. out and they'll check you out and they want to listen to you, and it and it really helps get some artists off the ground. That it don't matter who you are, or what you do, that the music. You know, the town's known for music, and uh, and if, if there's some in town, people will come listen. Yeah, so, yeah, you saying all that is, you'd say the camaraderie, like, over, like, there's more camaraderie than, like, competition, in a way? Or is it all friendly competition, I'm assuming? Oh, uh, there's a, most of it's, most of it's definitely camaraderie. I mean, everybody tries to help everybody. There's no real, I mean, competition, competition not really, uh, maybe as a whole, um against the world you know mm-hmm. what i mean like like as like we're gonna like still water's the best type thing yeah. all, as far as like us against each other and think that like no nothing like that but but competition definitely and like we want to make sure that still is the best music scene you can be a part of you know for sure um so with you uh what is everyone has a different answer for this what is your a uh, writing process like and is it only you or is it a group effort or does it like change sometimes um 
sometimes there's been songs uh, back whenever we kind of first started out, there were songs that like I could sit down and I'd write them and it would take me 10 minutes to write them. And mm-hmm. as I got, as I went, I moved a little bit further on, maybe it was because I could keep myself more for what it got harder and harder to write. But normally I write by myself. Right. Typically. Now, uh, no Justice's last song uh, they released. I was a co-writer on it. I wrote it with okay. Uh, yeah, I wrote it with Steve Rice. Oh, um, I've done I've done some co-writes and stuff. I've been writing lately with uh, Sam from Treaty Oak. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we just finished up one that's going to go on their album, and we're working on uh, one that's fixing to go on ours. So I've been trading off with him some, but as of lately, as of lately, I've been kind of writing with a little bit of everybody, anybody I could write with. Uh, my buddy Chance Anderson, um, mm-hmm. he lives here in town, and, and he he writes some of the best songs. And I mean, he will sit down, you know, once a month or so, and try to go through a few. But I do write by myself a lot too. It's just kind of whatever. I mean, it's no uh, no really set thing. It's just kind of whatever I'm feeling, whatever's going on. You know, if I go over the idea on my own, then I'll sit down and try to write it by myself. Um, but most of the time, most of the time lately, I've been kind of writing with other people. Okay, right on, man. That's that's always an interesting thing to hear from artists on how they come up with their art and how that all comes around. So that's sweet. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about uh, the music you've had come out recently. I guess kind of recently. Uh, your last EP was Oaky Thump and Funny Story. Uh, when I listen to all your, I do this for everyone I interview. I listen to their stuff and I like I write notes, you know, like for each song, whatever. Yeah. And I mistakenly wrote "Oaky Pokey," and Okey pokey. I, which <laughs> sounds pretty, you know, that would be an interesting title. But I yeah. had to go and double check that. Glad I did. But it was <laughs> "Oaky Thump" that came out in 2020, and then your uh, newest one. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is uh, "Me and Her" from? Um, 2022 right january yep okay so there's in the whether you're talking red dirt or texas especially nowadays there's a lot uh like the rock thing for instance there's a lot of people progressing to a more alternative or rock sound um so there's a lot of differences between the releases are there any that you could think of or were there any intentional like changes between your EP and your last single that like, Hey, I want to sound like this now, or is it like a natural like evolution kind of thing? Um, good question. Well, our EP, um, Okie Thump, I'd had them songs kind of wrote, we were going to do a full album. Uh, okay. was kind of, was kind of the plan with Okie Thump. I came up with that name, Okie Thump, and I loved it. I was like, dude, I, this is this is the coolest album name. I love this shit. And I would have put as many songs as I could behind it. And, and uh, anyway, we recorded that in Oklahoma City with uh, Dwight Hamlin. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dwight had a, a – Dwight's got a style that, you know, a bunch of Oklahoma artists are uh, – a bunch of Oklahoma artists recorded Dwight. And mm-hmm. he's got a super – it's awesome. Big guitar tones, big guitars, big drums. You know, it's a, right. It's, it's a, it's a big thing. Um, and we, we recorded that album there and we love, we, we love working at uh, Dwight's studio during that album. Um, 
and working with the Wild. I was just over there last week. Trenton Fletcher was recording over there last week, and I dropped in and talked to them for a little bit. But uh, I'm trying to think if anything, like if I, I don't think I don't think intentionally anything really changed. Um, so mm-hmm. we went down on me and her. Uh, we had met. So so in between Okie Thump, this is something that happened. In between Okie Thump and a single, we had met Cody Canada. Okay. And, and me and Cody Canada, you know, kind of became buds. And he's got a recording studio down in New Braunfels. And so I told him, I'm like, hey, I really want, like, the next stuff that we release to be, like, ragweed, old school Stillwater. Like, I want the whole album sure. to be, like, traditional Red Dirt. So I'm like, it's, it's not around anymore. Like, the, the old, you know, the old kind of red dirt sound um isn't necessarily there anymore so we went down there and uh we stayed with him for three or four days and put together four or five songs that we had planned to to put out and me and her really stuck out to us and there's a guy that lives uh lives here in south oklahoma he has a studio his name is jaron nix and he mixes for like days and uh anyway he does a bunch of stuff Anyway, he's in town here, mm-hmm. and we kind of thought uh, we kind of loved some of the stuff we've done at, at Cody's studio, and some of it not not like Cody wise, but some of the stuff that we had done, we just didn't we, we weren't there anymore. So we started. Right. So we uh, we went over to Jaren's and asked him if we could uh, try to put that song together over there and see what we thought, and we put it together over there. And Jaren's got a little bit more rock uh, to him for sure. And so it kind of came out like that, but uh, but yeah, Cody produced that produced that song. He put it all together and he brought it down here and just kind of just kind of dirtied the tones up and and played it. So, but I don't think there's anything really that stuck out that made it seem, uh, you know what I mean? That made it that made us have to do that yeah. or anything like that. It was just kind of where where things went, I guess. So yeah, I'd say it's like an evolution. All right. So and it's obvious that. Cody Canada is a big influence on you. So how like meeting him and being able to like talk with him and bounce ideas off of what did, what did that like mean to you? That, that had to have been kind of surreal. Yeah, it's cool. You know, we all, um, we, of course everybody grew up on ragweed. Uh, mm-hmm. but whenever I got to talk to Cody, see my, like I said, my whole family had kind of played and, and sang, but nobody, nobody I'd ever met played and sang, um, as happy as Cody Canada did. You know, like whenever I met him, that was that was the thing that, yeah. that really stuck out to me. The, the music's great. Um, some of his music, I mean, even the newer stuff, you know, it's it's some of the best. But the way that he he was just like such a such a good dude and so nice to be around and such a fun hang and stuff uh, really made us all, I think, look at music um, a little bit different. I was like, this doesn't have to be all, you know, you don't have to be so serious when you play. You don't have you don't have to come in every day and. And, you know, days on the road are, are not this or not that. They're, you know, every, every day you get to do this is awesome. And uh, that really helped us. I think that really helped us all kind of find our sound and kind of settle into what we were doing. And I think cause he's just, you know, he's, he's one of the coolest dudes. Not, not only one of the best, but he's one of the coolest dudes to be around, you know. So it was, right. it was awesome meeting him and it helped us out. And, uh, you know, he pushed us. He pushed us whenever we went down there and recorded you know, to do this or do that. And, um, yeah, he's been a, he's been a big influence from the start and still is. 
So good. So uh, I get we were talking about like tumbleweed, calf run, everything. What are some venues? Because there are some sick ass venues out there in Oklahoma, Texas, wherever. Uh, what are some venues to you that you're like, holy crap, I'm playing at this? Or like, are there any that you want to play coming up that you're really looking forward to or any bucket list venues you like? Uh, I'd say on the on the ones that we played that, that kind of blew my mind, Calf Rock, you know, whatever we got to call for Calf Rock, that mm-hmm. was awesome. Um, let's see. Blue. How? Do, by the way, real quick, how how does that work? You just like get a call from them or how does that all yeah. pan out? Yeah, they they um um the manager there at Tumbleweed, he would send me an email. And he said, "Hey, are you available for a call tomorrow?" And I said, "Yeah." Um, let me know a time. So he let me know a time, and I answered. And he was like, "Hey, man," he was like, "Uh, want to invite you guys to play Cafra, you know?" And and we talked details and all that, and and kind of went from there. So, but yeah, it was a uh, yeah. They just give you a call. They to come on. Damn, we don't have. Well, <laughs> That's a hell of a call to get. Well, we don't have any. Uh, we don't have any management or anything like that. So I'm just. Mm-hmm. I, I'm our booking agent, our manager. Anything, <laughs> anything you need, you normally just talk to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, but bucket list uh, venues that we have played, I'd say Blue Light um, and Love It. The first time we played it, that was pretty cool. Uh, first time we played. Yeah. First time we played Nashville was cool. Um. Uh, let's think. Playing the tumbleweed before calf fry. You know that was a. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a cool one. Um, man, there's been a ton of places we played that I never thought we we'd. You know, we just our way into that we did. We played last weekend with Shane Smith and the Saints at uh over here at the Oki Noodling Fest in Paul's Valley. It was us and Shane Smith, and it's a big deal. It was cool. It was awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, we're we're thankful that we get to play. We get to play some pretty cool places. Uh, Silver Saloon, awesome. But oh, we played in Houston. Actually, last weekend, that was two weeks ago. Last weekend, we played in Houston with uh, Treaty Oak at White Oak Music Hall, mm-hmm. and it was awesome, man. That place is big as shit. They're cool to you. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so that was the bucket list. I'd like to play Green Hall. We haven't done Green Hall yet. Uh, that seems to be with uh, Oak, Oakley, Oakies and Texans, that seems to be one of the holy grails to get yeah. to is Green yeah, Hall. You got, I've come to find yeah, out. Yeah, you got to get to Green Hall. Everybody wants to go to Green Hall. Uh, let's see. Green Hall, uh, uh, John T. Floors. Mm-hmm. Um. What about Red Rocks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, Red Rocks would be sick. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of some more of them Texas places. I know there's a million of them down there. But, uh, yeah, Green Hall, Red Rocks. I like to play uh, LJT. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. The festival, yeah. right? Yeah, Larry Joe Taylor. That'd mm-hmm. be cool to get on. Billy Bob's, of course. We don't want to go there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So what about you said you were in Nashville. Ray's Rowdy's based out of Nashville. I'm personally not. I'm I'm from Cincinnati. Right. But um so like what'd you do who were you playing with? Were you just go going out there to write or how was that for you playing out uh, there? we played there twice now and we played uh whiskey jam. Mm. 
Oh, yeah, okay. It's a, little, uh, it's a little deal that's at Loser's Bar uh, that you play like three songs. Mm-hmm. Everything's set up for you, and you jump up there and play like three songs. Um, and they invited us to play it a while back, and we played it. And then here, probably two or three months ago, we uh, we went out that way, um, playing some dates, and uh, stayed Sunday night and played it Monday. So, yeah, we've been Sweet out there man. twice. Nashville. That's awesome. It's always fun there. What's the – is there a different, like – I hate to use this word, but different vibe or anything with the Nashville artists or scene than there is with where where you're uh, coming from. I don't know if it's a different vibe, Um, man. Some of the, uh, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's pretty similar. Um, I think it's, I think it's fairly similar. I think that, uh, the, the thing, the thing that Nashville has, uh, that especially that we don't have down here is so many people. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, you can have somebody, you can have six bands jump up and play three songs, uh, and, and it'd be packed out. You know, the whole bar's packed out all night where you can't necessarily, you could do that in Stillwater, but, it wouldn't be near as packed as it would be in Nashville. So that allows for people to be able to do a little bit more of what they were going for. You know what I mean? Kind of opens up the Mm -hmm. spectrum because, because they're going to play things with a packed crowd, you know, every night. But I don't think any of the vibes with the the artists, man, everybody we've met um, from Nashville or stuff like that, all the, all the artists have been cool. The venues have been awesome. Uh, Whenever we, Whenever we run around down there or up there, there's people everywhere, and it's always a good time. So I will say, yeah, was it intimidating at all? I would say the first time we played, it was a little bit. Um, this last time we played, we I felt like maybe we were a little bit. We were definitely stuck between, you know, like three country artists and three country artists behind us, and we were kind of like real loud right in the middle of them. Uh, people liked it, but right. I felt like, I felt like, uh, I felt like that, that is kind of, you know, people kind of come to Nashville to hear, you know, the, the country music that they like or whatever. And we play, uh, we kind of, we kind of got right in their face and I don't know if they loved it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. It's, it's a way I love seeing, cause I love seeing the lineup every week for whiskey jam. And like, there's always like one Texas or Oklahoma guy yeah. on there. Like it'd see like these like you know national guys in boom like Mitchell Ferguson or like someone like like you guys yeah. it's like they they're gonna kick the their dicks yeah. in like they, <laughs> I would love to see that <laughs> yeah man it's it, it, it's really fun to do that and it's really fun to be there Whiskey Jam's awesome man it's put together awesome it's 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 packed yeah. out I mean I don't think both times we played it I don't think they were letting the people in anymore uh, I think it was fully packed out uh, both times shit and it's uh. Dude, it's awesome. Them, them guys, they put it on over there. And it's every week. I think they do it twice a week. I think they do it Mondays and they do uh, maybe a sun, Saturday jam or Friday jam or something. But, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, let's talk about uh, your new single coming out, White Girl. Coming out on July 7th, yeah, so- right? That's right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, man. You, you sent me that. Or I got the email. I'm sorry. You sent the Ray's Rowdy an email with mm-hmm. it on it, and 
I was I I've heard of you guys before, but I've never like you know I just never like listened right. yet. And I heard that one, and I'm like, I'm I'm sold. Like this shit. Like, uh, so Nick Nick who runs Ray's Rowdy and the email yeah. and everything, he forwarded it to me because like my niche is like the Oklahoma Texas yeah. guys, and I saw Gannon Freeman and then the the uh, Dropbox link, and then he, all he says was this fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, gotta listen to it, but uh. Yeah, I love it. But uh, let's hear about it from you, man. Is what's the what's the story behind it? Because you look at the title, you're like, okay, what am I about to listen well, to? Well, so can you tell us like what what the story can, is there? I can. Uh, so actually, I didn't write. I did not write White Girl. Um, okay. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if you know him or not, but Joey Green from Texas. If you don't know Joey Green, I've heard he the name. Ass, and he writes some of the best songs. Okay. And uh, he he's been, he was on The Voice for a little bit, but dude, he writes some of the best shit. Um, well, we had a song of his that I, I texted him like, you know, probably five years ago, and there was this song of his called Torino, and mm-hmm. and we love this song, and the whole band did. So we we're like, dude, can we please like we're gonna put Torino in the live set? Like, let us know if you're ever around, man. Like, we'd love to hang out with you, or whatever. She's like, all right, whatever. So we put Torino on the live set, and we it just didn't. We, we tried playing it three or four times, and we just didn't like it. And uh, anyway, I was, I'd always been a big Joey Green fan, uh, but we, we it just wasn't working live, wasn't doing good, so we kind of gave up on it. Well, about a year down the road, I uh, meet Joey Green, and we're talking, and we I talked telling him about like I was the one that was you know talking about Torino. And I was that guy and stuff. Well, me and him kind of became buddies, and and we started. I was writing some stuff. I'd send it to him, send it back and forth, do whatever. So, a little bit later on, I hear this song by him from his old, it's like in his old stuff, White Girl. I'm like, dude, I'm like, this song mm-hmm. fucking is good. And he's like, oh man, he's like, that's you know, I'm I didn't plan on doing nothing with that. That's just an old one. I'm like, no, dude. I'm like, let us like let me try to try to make something out of it. Uh, you know, and, and see what you think. And he's like, okay, all right. So it, th- that was like probably four years ago. We started playing White Girl at the first mm-hmm. song of our set. Every show we opened up with White Girl. And dude, we've been doing it forever. And so finally we got this album, we were recording it. And um, I'd sent, you know, I'd sent the video to Joey a bunch of times about, you know, here's us playing White Girl. Here's this. And, People are always like, who sings that? Like, what song is that? You know, and I was like, ah, oh, it's an old Joey Green tune. So finally we got in the studio and, and we needed one more song. So we're putting together a full album uh, is what we're doing. And um, I was like, man, we need that. I want to like do another song. I want like some upbeat and let's, let's kind of think on what we want to do. So we went through a few songs that we kind of had down. And uh, I was like, um, no, none of them are really working. And I was like, let's let's just play White Girl. You know, like let's just let's just yeah. chill out for a minute and play White Girl. And we played it and uh we were all like, man, we gotta put it on there. We gotta put it on the damn album. Right. So we played it and um it was a uh it was a good time to play it in the studio and we've been playing it for so long that it just came you know, what I mean it was all everybody knew their part right there. It wasn't like 
you know, we didn't have to come up with nothing. It was just like, okay, record this, record that, record this, record that. And, um, and we knocked it out and we got done with it. And I was like, dude, I was like, let's just put it as a single instead of put it on the album. And they were like, well, you know, like, I, I, I think it's a good album too. And I'm like, dude, I think let's just go. Let's just put it out. So that's how, right. that's how we came about white girl. Yeah, man, I tell you, what, I'm a big, I already jammed to it quite a bit <laughs> since you sent that. But, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, it, with uh, the personnel, not really only on this song, but like on in general, in the studio, is it the same like as your like live band? Yeah. You guys do the studio work and live? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure how that whole process yeah, we're, was. We're kind of a weird thing. Um, you know, most bands, and I, I ain't saying, uh, I say this in a bad way. A lot of bands, they uh, mm-hmm. they get together. We've been playing music for uh, I think this year was our seventh year together. And me and Wade, okay. me, me and Wade, my bass player, like I said, we kind of started the whole thing. Uh, we've been playing together like ten. So uh, we don't do, and, and we don't do no, not not for any reason. It's just where we're at. We don't do no. Out of house management, we do all our booking, all our recording. We do, we do all of our. Uh, this is the first song we've released um, that I've even that I've even had like a co-write on. Like I've wrote, you know, every other every okay. other song we've done uh, uh, myself. Um, Chance helped me a little bit iron a few out on that acoustic album, but but most of the songs, um, yeah, it's been stuff I wrote and stuff we come up with. And uh, actually, no, me and Wade wrote Rose Tattoo together. A lot. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. That was another Thanks, banger. I like that. Yeah, Wade too. had the chorus for that yeah. and a few other things and uh and me and him sat down and put that together in the studio. Uh yeah, man, and and it's it's really cool getting to play with the same same guys. You play with them every weekend, you play with them in the studio. Um but they're you know, before uh before music, before any of that stuff, um my cousin, he's our TM, he runs around with us um all the time, but but we're, we're more like a, uh, like we're all, we're all real good buddies first. You know, we're, we're kind of like a gang. Everybody mm-hmm. knows if, if you find one of us <clears throat> out somewhere, you see one of us out somewhere, the other ones are sure to pop up. You know, like we're always, if somebody's going sure. to a concert, we're all going. We always roll together, whether we're playing or not playing or, or whatever we're doing, you know, we're always, we're always rolling around together. And that, that's a big help. Uh, I feel like in the studios getting in there, you don't have to, you don't have to kind of, you know, because like I said, we've been playing together. Me and Wade have been playing together so long. If I have an idea on a song, he's pro- he's got it too at that same time. You know what I mean? So it's like the studio just everything works out good because everybody's on the same page. We practice together, you know, sleep together half the damn time. So everybody knows everybody's on the same page. Right? Yeah. So. There you go. By the way, I wanted to mention I I looked you up on the podcast. To see, like, if someone else interviewed you before, because I like to try and kind of make my questions a yeah. little different. And uh, I came across your yeah, podcast, I got one. which, which, holy shit, dude! I it, I listened to, I think it was the one with you oh, and Trenton, yeah. and I was listening to that on the way to work the other day, and it was too early to be laughing that goddamn hard. <laughs> I was fucking. <laughs> I tell you what, I did not know what I was walking into. It sounded like y'all were y'all were boozing or something. It was hilarious. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is uh, uh, I love doing that podcast. I I got out of it for a minute. Um, 
I'm fixing to get back at it. But yeah, I mean, we had a, uh, I had a blast in that podcast. We were doing it. Um, I got kind of too, uh, I got kind of too caught up in it. And I was trying to do it once a week, like, like every week. And it got yeah. to where it was just like, shit, I got to go do it, you know, instead of it being fun. And, uh, I, I yeah, I it's told hard everybody to with the, like whenever I started the podcast, I'm like, I'm gonna start it and it's gonna be fun. And the, the minute I think it's not fun, I'm gonna take a break from it and then I'll come back to it. And um, I did one with my mom the right. other day uh, on Mother's Day. Uh, me and mom were <laughs> on there, but yeah, man, back uh, Trenton and uh, his drummer Jordan, they're gonna come over here uh, probably next week. Uh, I'm out in my little studio here where I'm at, but uh, that's where we, that's where we recorded at. Nice. But yeah, dude, we have a. Uh, we have a good time out here. We have, we for sure do. We just sit back and uh, normally when when the guests come over, the podcast guests or whatever, I'll try to cook something and then we'll start drinking and and drink for you know a little bit and then and then sit down and go to cast and <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, keep up on that. that that's Thanks, funny man. shit to listen to. But um, yeah. But what about what? Can you tell us about any uh, aside from White Girl? What what's your plans coming up for uh, some more music or anything coming yeah, up I that think, you'd like to um, share? I think that we're gonna do uh, White Girl, and then we got another single that we're working on, and then I think it's probably gonna be time to. It's gonna be just a little bit of a wait. Uh, we're fixing. Well, we got four tracks done. We're fixing to go back and do four more. Um, but I'm not so sure. I want to put out an eight song. Uh, album. So we're gonna wait just a minute and see what kind of comes about, and if nothing does, uh, we'll kind of shoot from the hip there. But uh, me and Sam from Treaty Oak, we've been. I mean, um, mm-hmm. he lives like five miles from here. So, so me and him, right. uh, we've been writing pretty hard, and and I'm really excited uh, to get some of the songs that me and him been coming up with out. So I'm hoping that we got plenty of content and can kind of kind of come through it all, but. Yeah, we're gonna do this one. We're gonna do another single here probably in two months, and then it'll probably be time to drop a full album. So I'm ready. It's exciting, man. Um, yeah. What? Uh, what about? Uh, oh, here's a here's a question for you. Um, so uh, when it comes to releasing singles versus that's kind of a conversation nowadays. Is single like releasing just those or like yeah, albums? Know you know what about. I'm talking about? What do you? What's your stance uh, on that? Like the best way to do it? Man, I seen a uh, uh, post the other day from Muscadine Bloodline, um, and it kind of they mm-hmm. kind of summed this Love thing up. Guys. They told uh, in their post they wrote, uh, you know, we didn't know we'd be here, we didn't know we'd be doing this, but to, like their their advice to some young artists was uh, to keep putting out music and keep swinging the bat. And um, I think that's yeah. uh, I think that's the name of the game, um, for sure. And I think the personally, I think there's different avenues. Like I think I, I mean I think there's different people that are in different spots. So like this band may need a single, this mm-hmm. band may need that, this band may need. But we've been together for six years or seven years, like I said earlier, and we got like six songs out. Like it's time we put out an album. Like everybody's tired of hearing one song every two right. years. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like sure so it's time yeah. for definitely for us to put out an album and also um my thing uh my thing with the album is i think whenever whenever that single thing kind of first 
came about whenever everybody was doing that. Everybody says nobody listens to full albums anymore, which could be true, but I still think they listen to three or four on every album, you know? So the more songs you have out, I think yeah. the more chance that you got for, for something to catch on, for somebody to listen to, and, uh, and for something you want. But also, I don't think that there's a, um, there's, um, there's not a spot for if you don't have enough songs to make an album and, uh, so you're going to write three shitty songs just so you can put out an album. I also don't think that's a cool idea. Like if you have enough songs to put out an album, that's what you want to do. Then do it. If you, you know what I mean? If you write one song in two years and, and, and you like it and that's what you think, um, may not be really easy to market or really easy to do the things you're going to do. But if that's what you want to do, then, then yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. You know? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think, it's I think personal it's, preference. Um, uh, yeah. For each band, you know, each band can kind of, I do, I do whatever they think on that. It's kind of weird. I, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I think it's time for us to get out music. Um, and we record, so I haven't told anybody this yet. This would be, this would be a decent, this would be a decent thing to announce oh here. Uh, yeah. Breaking news. Breaking here. news. So we, um, uh, <laughs> so the guitar player for cross and rag, we Grady cross. He owns a bar in Yukon called mm-hmm. Grady's. He, we got in good with him um, over there at Grady's, and we decided that we would do a live album at Grady's. And dude, I like, oh. I think that like our um, our live shows, man, they're so fun. We had covers on there. Uh, we had uh, Todd Snyder cover. We had uh, Callahan Divide cover. No Justice cover. Um, dude, we had a bunch of really fun stuff on there and, and all of our, so whenever we were cross County revenue, we released an, an EP and we wanted to move all that stuff over to Gannon Freeman and CC Rev. So we done this live show. We were going to move everything over, uh, and kind of go from there. Well, halfway through the show, the power, um, it's kind of a stormy night and the power surged in the building and we lost the first half. So everybody's waiting oh. on this live from Grady's uh, album to come out, and um, it's not going to. But we are going. We are going <laughs> to um, do that again, uh, probably without adding any of our new songs in. So here, just a, here, in just a few months, we're going to do another okay. uh, live from Grady's album. Uh, just that same set list we recorded that that night. Even if we have you know uh, a new songs released, we're going to stick with that and. Uh, and we are going to put that album out, but I really think um, those bands that uh, to tie this in here put out that put out the uh, singles and stuff. Like I really think that a live album is a super killer yeah. way. Uh, where if you don't, you know what I mean, you don't necessarily have this or that. Um, even if you have to play a couple covers and talk to them, or, or you know, do whatever you got to do for licensing or whatever, then um, you can go from there. But that's also a cool way to get an album out, and I think people. Uh, really like to listen to the live albums, especially if you can, you know, I mean, if you can shit out two a year, I think people will stream them, you know? I mean, I don't got to do it every weekend, but. Oh, absolutely. But if you can get them out, roll them. Yeah, I mean, like. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying that, um, yeah, like live albums, like, personally, I wasn't a fan of them growing up. Uh, I was like, I'd rather just listen to the studio version, but that's like, you get more of a, 
Like it feels like right. you're in the moment, I guess. It sounds really cheesy to say, but it feels like you're in the moment right. when you're listening well, to like thing, the yeah, live well, version. The thing that gets it, I think the thing that sells the live album, I think, um uh is like you're getting to listen to something that that is, is only right there. You know what I mean? So you don't get to hear um mm-hmm. you know, it's not just kind of a robotic studio type thing. It's here here's these songs and they're right here. Um and this is how we play them live too. Which I really think, uh, if, if you go listen to a band's live album, and you're like, "Hey, I really like the show." Like, I'm missing out by not going. You know, like it sounds like. I mean, that that live greatest we had, yeah, uh, album we had. Man, I was excited about it. I really thought, like, man, I, I, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the guys were too because we had worked up. You know, we, we practiced every night for like two weeks. Uh, we meet here every night and just drink and play all night and just you know get ready just. Not necessarily um, for like worrying about the live album, but just just coming up with little diddles and little weird things that we could put on there or didn't want on there or whatever. Just fun stuff to play, you know. And uh, yeah, for sure, I think that's the that's the right. Yeah, move, I think, definitely. Um, I think. I'd love to go back to that. So there's probably going to be a uh, a flood of music from us here in just a few months because that. Our our studio album is going to hit. Our live album is going to hit. The rest of these singles are going to hit. Everything's going to kind of everything's fixing to start kind of hitting everywhere. So, hell yeah, man! Uh, but man, thanks for hopping on. I appreciate yeah, talking to you. Well, thanks, man. Big I appreciate fan. It. Uh, it's, um, of course, uh, if you want to throw out your socials, any yeah, plugs, um, anything, go ahead. We'll be at. Um, Beer City Music Hall in Oklahoma City this weekend. Then we'll be down with uh, Treaty Oak at Lava Cantina in Dallas here in a few weekends. So uh, jump on and get your tickets at uh, www.gfccrev.com. Um, it's Gannon Freeman and CC Rev on everything, Facebook, Instagram. Um, follow me on TikTok personally. It's just mm-hmm. Gannon Freeman. It's all the, uh, that's about all there is, I think. So I'm on Twitter, too. I'm a dumbass on there, but you can go get it if you want <laughs> <laughs> how's your tiktok Dude, how's your tiktok I don't really game TikTok. i mean i do a little bit but uh i try to i try <laughs> to get on there and post like some uh some stuff like you know the guys and things like that but i i get i i forget about it forever but yeah i think that's that's like the generation under us as yeah. much as we try to like get with it. I don't, I don't think we don't ever think so will. I, when I wake up in the morning, I just don't think about TikTok. I just think about coffee and moving around. I don't. It don't. It just don't come to mind. So. Yeah. yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but Gannon, stick around after I sign off here. Make sure everything here gets cool. uploaded and stuff. But uh, yeah, so uh, cool. So uh, see everyone. Thanks for listening. This is Gannon Freeman. I'm Sam, and I'll see y'all later. My book.